When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's get busy, shall we? Marcus Armstrong, another one of the great Kiwis in the world of motorcycle racing, has just completed, well, did complete, uh, his first season in IndyCar with Chip Ganassi. He has renewed with Chip Ganassi for season 2024, and it's a full season, including the ovals. And he joins us now. I got him out of bed, which is a, which is a feat in itself. Morning, Marcus. Welcome home. Morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> you sound like you're just out of bed. You hate early mornings, don't you? I'm actually good as gold, mate. I woke up about six minutes ago, so I'm feeling pretty fresh. <laughs> you woke up six minutes ago, so I texted you and said, "Wake up and don't forget the interview." All right. So let's don't even tr- don't even try that on me. Hey, uh, congratulations on Rookie of the Year. I know it was probably something you didn't even think about because race wins are what it's all about in your sport. But Rookie of the Year, how does that make you feel? Where's he gone? thought it might be, uh, just because I wasn't doing the ovals, so five less races than everyone else, and uh, we still managed to take it, um, although we had some stiff competition from um, an Argentine uh, Panapino. So that was cool to, to wrap up at Laguna Seca. Obviously, the, it's it's helpful to have a team around me like Chitinassi Racing that sort of is quite accustomed to winning, um, to say the least. So... I had a good car all season, but um, like you said, I was actually not really cognizant about the uh, cognizant of the rookie championship. I was more more uh, concerned about just doing well and trying to finish inside the top five, be on the podium, and try and win races, which um, didn't happen this year. Uh, but I'm lucky enough to have another shot next year. Going from F2 to these beasts of IndyCar, how how big was the, the transition for you? Nice transition, really, because F2 is it's actually not a very nice cut drive, to say the least. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of downforce, yes, um, but they're heavy and there's a lot of power, a lot of turbo lag, and it's quite a rough car to drive, um, which might shock you, but... That sort of prepared me well for IndyCar because it's, uh, well, IndyCar's like riding a bull, so <laughs> especially on those circuits. Are you there still, Marcus? I'm, you seem to have a little bit of trouble with that phone at the moment. I'll tell you what, Brian, let's just uh, take him off here for the moment, see if we can get a landline out of that. So we'll just take him off here for the moment. We're talking to Marcus Armstrong, uh, Rookie of the Year, uh, playing uh, racing for Chip Ganassi Racing. He'll race in the uh, Ridgeline uh, American Legion car again. He's got a brand-new team member in Linus Lundqvist. Of course, he's got Alex Pillow and uh, oh, some guy called Scott Dixon as part of his team as well. So we'll try and get Marcus back on a landline if if we can because it just seems to be a little bit dicey at the moment. It's uh, If you look at his... Results this year, uh, top five finishes, right? So ten, uh, five top ten finishes, excuse me. So he started uh, the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, which is that, it's a pretty tough 
Ah, street course. Uh, he started out the season with 11th, which is by no means uh, average at all. It's fantastic. Then he goes to Long Beach, gets 8th and 11th in Alabama, 15th in Indianapolis, which is that road course on Indianapolis, uh, Grand Prix of Detroit. So you remember he did all street and circuit. So Detroit, he was 8th. Uh, road America, not so great, 24th. Mid-Ohio, 9th. Toronto, 7th. And Nashville, where they will end the season uh, in 2024 now, uh, 13th. 24th again at the Indianapolis Road Course, which was the second race. Uh, Grand Prix of Illinois, uh, that looked like it's a DNF. Uh, Grand Prix of Portland, 19th, and Grand Prix of Lagoon Saker, 8th. So uh, that's what he did uh, is in his year of 2023. Now, you've got to remember that the Indy cars, as he said, quote-unquote, are beasts of cars, and it's tough to, tough to handle those things. They are incredibly, incredibly strong. So... We'll just have to wait and see how we're going. How are we going with Marcus? Oh, he's thrown me another number, actually. So I'll just just I'll put it up to your window if I can do that for you, mate, and we'll, we'll try, try again. He said, uh, <laughs> cool, this is my friend's number. Can you um, come in here, Brian? Brian, it's just one of those mornings, isn't it? I think Marcus is in Queenstown. So um, just take the phone with you, mate, and we'll get that. But it says this is friend's number. I don't know whether the, the uh, phone's going to make a difference where he's at. But that's okay. That's how we roll. Just a reminder, still to come before 9 o'clock this morning, we talk Speedway because summer is traditionally Speedway, but no Western Springs, which has always been the, the, the big issue. No Western Springs. So they are racing at El Waikaraka Park. And we'll talk to Nick Brown, the voice of the Warriors on the ground, also the voice of uh, a music radio station, The Sound, and he just loves his, just loves his uh, speedway. So we'll try again and see. I think he's got Marcus on the line. We've got Marcus there, Brian. He, he's yelling at him. So are you there, Marcus? I am, Stephen. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't worry. I, 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 thought, I thought you might have had uh, uh, decent service down there in Q-Town. Anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, so to, uh, let me see. Five top ten finishes this year. How much encouragement did that give you? Five top tens. Yeah, uh, frankly, there should have been a lot more. Um, that's the that's the main concern. You know what racing drivers and motorsport is like. Like, you can always do something better. Um, but I think Toronto was our best result, which, in my opinion, was one of our you know worst weekends in terms of mm. performance. So, um, but you know, you've been around the sport long enough to know that um, IndyCar is very unpredictable. You know, you can't, you, even if you're the fastest, you're not guaranteed to win. And even if you're the slowest, you can probably be inside the top five. So maximizing the whole weekend, getting the strategy right and um, just playing your cards right is probably the, the main target for next year. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin's always said the one thing in his first year, getting the tyres right and getting qualifying right was, was I know it's an easy thing to say, getting quality right, but an IndyCar even more important because, as you said, uh, it's anybody's ball game regardless of where you qualify. Yeah, well, qualifying is always one of those things as a driver you want to be P1 at just because it's, you know, who's the fastest guy on the day sort of thing. Um, but I'd say qualifying is not extremely relevant in IndyCar racing just because of the nature of the refueling, the strategy. Um, it's very subjective. You know, there's so many different things that can happen in the race. <clears throat> and also the safety car rules are very different to Formula One. So you can't pit under safety car. So it's kind of like, you know, you need to have it done before that. So it's a bit of a gamble, you know. It's a bit like going to the casino. So, um, 
it's quite a lot of fun from the uh, strategy point of view, but it can also be quite stressful. Yeah, I love how you use the word fun because I got the impression uh, in F2 you weren't having too much fun. And I just I remember talking to Dad at some stage saying, I reckon IndyCar is going to suit your personality more. We'll, we'll see more of the Marcus we want to see. Has it turned out that way that IndyCar, the fans, the way they run the show suits Marcus Armstrong better? Yeah, well, frankly... Um F2 was tough, but winning is fun, point blank. So um, I want to go and win races because that's probably going to give me the most joy. But you are right. I think IndyCar does suit me a bit better. It's quite a family vibe at Chip Ganassi Racing. It's fun to race in. Uh, All the drivers seem to be quite friendly, which is great. And, uh, yeah, F2 was was tough it was really tough i think um we didn't get the results we deserved and you know had the circumstances been a bit different then maybe i would have been a bit happier to be honest with you but um no you're absolutely dead right indycar suits me well and i'm very happy where i've landed let's talk about being in the chip ganassi family scott dixon palau and now linus lundquist a, a new team how much pressure does ganassi himself uh, put on drivers, knowing of the success that that organisation is used to. Um, yeah, Chip is used to managing a lot of top drivers. You know, he said uh, Juan Marty, I could go on forever, but he's used to managing the the top top guys. So he knows how to get the most out of them, I suspect. And he is quite tough in a way. You know, he expects he expects you to perform. That's for sure. Um, but we're obviously given the the equipment to do so as well because um, you know the car was well fantastic last year. I'd say every single race I competed in. So, um, and I mean, long story short, you know, the pressure that anyone else puts on me is is less than what I put on myself. So I'm sort of used to it in a way. And uh, you know, I'll be the first to say if I haven't performed well enough. So. Criticism doesn't hurt me too much, but um, in fact, not at all, really. So <laughs> it's good. It's good having someone very honest in the team like Chip to, to help. Hey, so so Marcus, the talk now is that the hybrid won't come until after the Indy 500. Have you actually driven the car with the new hybrid power plant? Yeah, that's the that's the story. I haven't I haven't heard it directly from Honda yet, but I have um, I have been doing a lot of testing. Um, we've been doing long reliability test days out in Sebring in Florida. So that's been the the sort of winter program, I would say. Um, I mean, it, it was all going very well from my point of view, but then again, I'm just, I'm driving the thing, you know, so um, whatever's happening behind the scenes, I can't really speak on. Oh, all right then. So let's talk about the biggest challenge for you coming up, and that's ovals. You had to pass your oval test at Indy. Uh, talk to me about your oval experience so far, because it's a big one this year. Or next year, should I say. Yeah, uh, ovals. It's fast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hang on? Is it just about hanging on? No, it's it's very technical. I, I could bore you to tears if I wanted to. Um, but it's... It's extremely technical on the car size. Like, obviously, the car is very asymmetric, so to get the maximum from the car, it needs to be like that. You know, all four wheels, the camber is the same direction as opposed to a normal track. 
tire pressures are very different. The spring stiffness on each side, you know, it's all it's all very different. So from a car feeling point of view, it's like nothing I've felt before, just because you know, <laughs> one one side of the car is completely different to the other side. But um, you know, in terms of setup, but from a driving point of view, it has been quite quite crazy for me just to learn how to to go around an oval as fast as possible because there's so many different techniques that you can have and luckily I've got you know Mr. Scott Dixon as a teammate who I can ask a million questions of because you know if there is yeah. <laughs> if there is a guy in the world who's done pretty much every oval circuit it's him so um, I'm looking forward to the challenge it's going to be difficult I'm not I'm going to underestimate that because it's you know like learning something new again but um as I said before, I'm in a great team to, to provide me the best opportunity. So, Marcus, uh, I know you're home with Dad, and Dad's uh, been racing in the Somerset New Zealand GTNZ Championship, got himself a new Porsche 992. Have you given it a, a, a fang yet? I have. I have. He's fast. He's oh, going well. Yeah. But didn't I see on Instagram he says you're pretty quick too in it? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you'd hope so, but <laughs> he's, he's going well. Um he was, he's pretty generous. He normally gives me the most track time, so it's kind of like. I, okay, Marcus, uh, we seem to be having more issues with the, the phone today, but I think, I've, I think I've taken you enough. You can go back to bed now, mate. All right, we're done. That's Marcus Armstrong. Our apologies for the technical issues there.